0: oh my gosh, why am I not mailing the vacant land too? So that night I went home and set it up to where I mailed 687 tax delinquent parcels of land. And I thought it was tax delinquent. It was actually county held tax delinquent. It was so inefficient, not buildable land that uh, you know tax lien investors were not even paying the back taxes. So when these people got my mailer, it was like, oh yeah, you can have it, you sucker. Go ahead, take it.
1: I could not thank you enough for tuning in every week with me on the dwelling show. We've been doing this for more than two years now, actually. Um, this is um, when the 200s now about the episode of the show. I just want to take this time out to really thank you so much, but also to remind you that if you're not on the dwelling deal list, make sure you sign up so you don't miss out on deals actually we we have a deal on the contract right now so for these kinds of deals to learn more about what, what we're doing to learn about how we structure deals feel free to go on the website dwelling.com or investwithola.com, and you would see um, a pop-up box or just drop um, your email in the contact us um, form and we'll reach out to you so you'll get plugged in with what we're doing again i really appreciate you for tuning in every week. Sometimes I feel like nobody is listening on the other side until I get emails or DMs from you on Instagram or Facebook and saying thank you for, you know, spreading our content every week. Um, it's a ton of work, but I'm so glad to do it. And it's my honor to deliver value every week um, to you, um, our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dances. I've got an incredible, legendary, awesome, great
0: guest with us. What's going on, Brent? How you doing, sir? Hola, Dentist. This is uh, such an honor to be on here a second time. Uh, I'm just thrilled. We were talking a lot about what you've been up to. Uh, Just it's been like a a family reunion.
1: Yes, yes. No, I really appreciate you. So, of course, it's your second time on the show. For those who don't know who you are, um, just kind of give us a quick synopsis of who Brent Bowers is, what you do and kind of what you've been up to lately.
0: Yeah. So again, obviously, my name is Brent Bowers. I was an army officer. Uh, I had about eight and a half years of service in the military. I was always away, always gone, always training, always deployed uh, so much where, you know, me and my first wife ended up just like going two separate ways. uh, And just it just changed my life. And I I always wanted to be a real estate rock star, just like you, Ola, with, with all your apartment complexes. Uh, And I started with houses. I started with that first single family residence in 2007. I got my real estate license. And then 2008 happened and I took it personally. I quit. I threw in the towel and I wanted to go back to school and get the heck out of it. So I ended up joining the military in 2009 just to go back to school. And I was pretty much out of the country for three straight years on a couple of deployments, always away. Uh, until about 2013, the Army pulled me out of Afghanistan on my second deployment and said, hey, we're going to send you to, to college finally in Florida. Uh, we're going to pay you to go to school. And that's all you have to worry about for the next 21 months. So I got to, be, to go to school. I became an officer. And break was over after that. 2015, I hit the ground running again. Uh, this time I met my the, the woman of my dreams, my current wife. Uh, We got married and then we got got pregnant very soon after. And here I am repeating history, always away, always gone, always training, always in the field. And I got scared to death that like I was going to lose another wife. And this time I'm missing out on my son's life, two years old, he's two years old. And literally I've only been around him maybe six months of his life. So I really started taking my real estate business serious again. And I was still kind of buying rentals slowly, but I really just started mailing, mailing houses. I started wholesaling a couple houses and I had kind of racked up some debt and I didn't really have a huge amount of expenses, but we had just moved across the country again with the military. Uh, Again, I just said I had that brand new baby, just got married. We were spending money like crazy, but I fell into the holy grail of passive income, or I should say the holy grail of real estate investing for myself. And that was land. And uh, here we are today. Uh, I've been building my land business about 2016 and it's given me, you know, financial freedom and time freedom and geography freedom. And, oh, by the way, I'm home every single morning for breakfast, every night for dinner. I see my wife and my three kids as much as I like and as much as they want to see me. You know, well, maybe not as much as they want to see me because I got to get away from time to time. I'm still I'm still a shark. You know, I got to swim. I love it. I love it. You
1: said a few things that, you know, since this is not your first interview, we can get a little bit technical. I don't like to get overly technical, but let's get a little bit technical. Let's do it. My first question is mailing dead.
0: Is mailing dead? Yeah. Uh, no.
1: Direct. <laughs> we mail direct, every single
0: day. Yeah.
1: What are your thoughts on
0: that? Oh, I love it. I said it and forget it. I actually have a marketing director that sets it for me now. Uh, We use a couple different systems, but uh, I love uh, making sure the mail happens, whether I am fishing, whether I'm on vacation, whether I'm sleeping or working out or running, doesn't matter. I want that mail to go every single week, no matter what.
1: Okay. So. Obviously, I agree um, <laughs> with you hundred percent. Um, we've got of kinds of um school of thoughts, people like SEO just want to really fight the war, um, you know, online. But of course, mail- mailing is definitely not dead. I can testify to that like a lot. The next question, uh, and this might be an interesting debate, or maybe not, you probably win it before we even start. The only grill of real estate investing is land. How dare you? How dare you say that? Can you justify that, sir?
0: I was hoping you would, you would, uh, you know, kind of combat me on that. Sorry, I just got off a long run and I'm like, you're having to clear my throat. You know, I I say it's the Holy Grail because it's just so simple. There's no, there's no roofs to repair. There's no foundations to fix. There's no 44 units to inspect. Um, It's just land. It's just vacant, raw land. Uh, However, I will say there's one negative thing about it that I found over the years and There's nothing for me to depreciate. There's nothing for me to use the IRS rules, the tax code that was written to favor real estate investors like you, Ola, uh, that provide housing for people. There's nothing for me to write off. There's nothing for me to depreciate or do a cost segregation. So I have to take the income from this land investing and still buy like my office building and rent it out or we have a 19 unit apartment complex. Uh, that we're still renovating. We've only rented out four of the units, so we're going really slow with it. And we still buy houses just to offset the tax bill that we would get each year.
1: That was actually my next question, so you're definitely ahead of me. Um, And yeah, I, I, again, agree with you. It's really thinking about that hybrid structure because you can buy a ton of land. Like we think of it as like just buying a widget, right? You buy this widget for X, you sell it for Y, um, you know, come tax time, you have a really large number, um, (laughs) you know, that shows you made a lot of money, but then you didn't really get any cost seg, um, cost segregation or depreciation. So of course the hybrid structure is to combine all that cash influx with depreciation assets, like, you know, multifamily houses, whatever it is. So you definitely, uh, you know, you definitely answer my question there. So now you are buying houses. You were buying multifamily. You are also still buying land. Can you just kind of give us uh, the current state of your business where you're at today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you said that. You know, you so basically, I, I use the land money, the incoming land payments, um, after all expenses are paid, after our teams paid out, there's always some left over. So we take that into one, buying more land, and two, buying you know either houses to buy and hold for rental or you know another apartment complex or whatever but i love to take the cash flow from one investment and invest it into another cash flowing investment so not only does it save us money on our on taxes by buying you know buildings whether whatever kind of building you, you could use we could be talking about uh, i don't know RV parks as long as there's something to depreciate but i want our cash to make more cash, a.k.a. I want our, 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 our cash babies to make more cash babies. And then it just compounds on itself. So it's really powerful when you take one cash flowing asset that you can't really use for, for depreciation and buy another cash flowing asset that you could depreciate. You can get appreciation plus mortgage paydown plus cash flow. So there's four benefits there. Um, and I'm not even talking about the, you know, the equity. Well, I guess that all provides equity as well. And then one day, eventually, you can just borrow against that and buy even bigger cash flowing assets.
1: Nice. So for anybody listening and they have not listened to your first um, podcast here, can you walk us through a land deal? Like, how do you actually find one? How do you yeah. fund it? And how do you dispose of it? Like, just kind of well, walk us
0: through or give us a, a real life story. Yeah, I mean, I think I might've shared this on the first podcast we did together. It's been so long. I think it was a year and a half ago. But uh, I'll talk about my first one because I'll talk about the first and the second one. I'll just keep it really, really light. But what I did was I uh, was mailing the tax delinquent list for houses at the time. And it was really hard because I had to, you know, I was working like 13 hour days on base. So I'll get to work at like 6 a.m. We start physical training and then about 7 p.m., I'm usually leaving for the night and I would race home to go see the baby to put him to bed. Um, well, I was also mailing houses that were tax delinquent um, and I was trying to wholesale these houses or buy them and flip them. Well, there's a problem with that because you've got to be able to go and meet the seller. you got to spend some time on the couch, creating the rapport, you know, trying to figure out the solution that you could solve for the seller because there's a reason why they're selling their house for, you know, a lower cash price than what they could list it for with a realtor. Because we're trying to you know, solve a problem for them, either speed or convenience or both, you name it. So that took a lot of time that I wasn't having. And I was still searching for answers, listening to shows like the Dwellin show and looking for answers and how I could build my business into something that serves me and my family and eventually others. So I heard about a guy doing land. He's like buying land, From tax auctions and all this stuff. And he's like flipping it overnight and quadrupling his money, doubling his money. And I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not mailing the vacant land too? So that night I went home and set it up to where I mailed 687 tax delinquent parcels of land. And I thought it was tax delinquent. It was actually county held tax delinquent. It was so inefficient, not buildable land that, uh, you know, Tax lien investors were not even paying the back taxes. So when these people got my mailer, it was like, oh, yeah, you can have it, you sucker. Go ahead, take it. So the first one that I talked to, I would say the first one of the first buyer or one of the first sellers that agreed to let me buy their land, he was like, yeah, it's yours for 285 bucks. It's not buildable. Have at it. I was like, well, can I go look at it? And he's like, sure. So I went out on a Saturday, me, and my wife, and my newborn baby. And the land wasn't buildable because the city wouldn't let uh, us put a road across the railroad tracks because it's only one ingress, one egress, and the fire department was not allowing the building to happen. Well, I didn't know what it was worth. And I, I, we're leaving. I'm like, okay, beautiful land, but I don't know what it's worth. I mean, $285 and in 2016. I was like, I don't want to just throw it away. Uh, I got expenses. Like I was a little broke, too, at the time, to be 100% honest. Um, so I called the real estate office down the bottom of the hill, not even a mile away. And I told her about the land, told her what that I was I was planning on buying it and what was her 30-day blowout price. What can we just get it done now for if we put it on the MLS? She goes, Well, I don't know about all that, but I think you can sell it for 10000 dollars And I was like, You are kidding me, right? And I thanked her for her time, hung up, and I'm telling my wife, she calls me right back and says, Hey Brent, what if I bought it from you? And she made the offer of five grand. She offered to close in like four days. So I said, send the contract. So I called the seller of this parcel of land. I said, hey, $285, I'll take it. Can I pay you on Tuesday? Bring me the deed. And he said, absolutely. We met outside of the coffee shop right next to Fort Carson, Colorado. And he, the deed was already signed and notarized. He gave it to me. I drove to the title company after I gave him the $285 check. Um, And this guy was no dummy. He traded it like years ago for tax work. He was a CPA. So I literally made $5,000 like overnight minus the 285. And I did another one the next day. Like, I'm sorry, like two days later, this time I only paid 500 and got 500 down and 400 a month. So my paradigm had shifted basically. Wow. Fascinating story. Every time you tell it, I'm still... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Still get excited, so so you you're buying land. You're doing pretty well. You've you've got the you've you've got pretty much the the system going. Now you're helping train others, right? Wholesaling Inc. I know you've been you've been kind of doing that. How's that going? And what is what is that program about?
0: Yeah, it's going great, and I appreciate you asking. And let me tell you, not all my land deals are that cheap. I mean, we're buying you know one point two million dollar parcels now, but that that one deal gave me the, like the, just the knowing this, like, okay, this is proof of concept. This is a real thing. And I think I did probably 15 or 20 land deals before I really believed uh, that it was actually true that I can keep doing it. So you asked me how I funded it. Uh, Those first couple I funded myself. (laughs) So now I'm using like funding, like mother-in-law and uh, friends, hard money lenders, you know, invest with dwelling, like, you know, (laughs) things like that. So what does my course consist of? You know, I, I teamed up with Wholesaling Inc. I am their official land coach. I'm super proud of that. Uh, it's uh, what the system consists of, or it's, it's really a course, but we give action steps. Not instruction, or not, I shouldn't say not education, but instruction. I'll tell you exactly the step to take, when to take it. And then you're going to have questions. So we have a support group. Uh, that I've got me and my assistant coach in there helping people. And then every week we do a support call that's recorded where we just share wins. We break down deals, we deep dive deals and just get it done. Because I mean, there's plenty of books on real estate investing, but what if there was was someone just telling you exactly when to do it, what to do, how much to do, and then there to answer your questions when you kind of hit the roadblocks?
1: I love it. I love it. So you've got a, a lot going on, um, $1.2 million land deal. I saw that on Facebook, so congrats on that. Um, Thank you. What is, the, what is the future? What does the future hold uh, for, for Brent and your, your company?
0: You know, we got a lot of fun things going on. We're, we started, uh, we kind of evolved into building houses as well. Um, I've actually partnered with, a, with another Landshark student, and he's been doing very well building houses so him and i are now building houses together um and it's just you know the future is bright i know we're part of the some of the future is you know getting some more apartment complexes so Let's that's why i was ask, asking you right after, right before this recording like when's your course coming out <laughs> <laughs> it's coming it's coming it's coming um
1: so, I mean, of course, we can keep talking on and on. I, I love talking with you, but we definitely, definitely going into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? All right, quick answers. All right, all right. First question. You probably answered this same question before. What makes you unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? You can use your company too if you want this time.
0: Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm unique, but I am very good at who, not how. I find the, the who's. Um, to help with the howls that come in my mind all the time as being a visionary and an entrepreneur. You know, everything's a shiny object.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. So I think that that might be maybe the next question. You just raised the book for those watching on YouTube if you're driving, listening to the podcast. My next question is, what was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing you picked up from that book?
0: Uh, The last book I read was, What Would the Rockefellers Do? And what I picked up from that book, and it's a book that... I can't believe I just now figured out about it. But it's about using you know trust to, to kind of preserve our wealth. It's about uh, buying whole life cash policies, actually becoming our own bank. So for instance, I can buy a life insurance policy and fund it with like $40,000 and literally three days later, go and borrow like 95% of that. So I can borrow like, let's just say 30,000 of that money and only pay like 2% interest on it, 3% maybe. And you're probably like, well, Brent, you're borrowing your own money, but let me tell you, it's actually earning 6% while it's sitting in there. And I'll borrow, let's let's just say I only borrow 30. It's still earning 6% on the 40, and I'm paying 3% on the 30. So it it just always keeps my money working. So I just found that fascinating. And when I pass away, my children get, or my wife gets a life insurance policy that's pretty much tax-free, now, granted, uh, I am still learning about this, but I just read this book and I'm like, holy cow. So I'm now talking to insurance agents and these insurance agents, when I come to them and ask them about it, they literally light up. I'm sorry. Quick answers. I'll be fast. Faster on the no, next I season. love
1: it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Um, final question. What do you do for fun?
0: I, you know, for fun today, I went on a, on a couple mile run and then we're going to do Muay Thai and my kids are going to do martial arts here in about an hour and a half. So That's been our fun lately.
1: If somebody's listening and going, oh my goodness, I like this guy. I want to get connected with him. Um, Where's the best place people can reach out, get to know you more?
0: Check out my YouTube channel. I've recently launched a YouTube channel. So I'm asking for subscribes in in, uh, form of payment. Just hit that red button. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Quick and easy.
1: Brett, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Ola.